Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. Thank you all for being with us on on Sunday evening as we try to find a bit of positivity to find after Saturday's mauling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Mick, uh, how are you on Sunday evening? I'm all right, mate. No, nothing to report here, mate. All good. Quiet, quieter than Danny's beer. Yeah, <laughs> Danny, how's it going? Danny's joining us from his holiday. That's serious commitment, Danny. Thank you. Yeah, no worries at all. I'm always committed, me. Um, on holiday in Tattersall at the Lakes. Uh, needed it after that uh, game yesterday, to be honest. But uh, yeah, you weren't going to go after the game yesterday. You decided you've got to get away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we've got the review of the four-two loss to Hull City, and then we go again uh, Tuesday night game. The, the game, our second our second game of the season has been now rearranged, um, and it comes again this week with Coventry City uh, all being well. Who knows with them without law? Who knows what could happen yeah. down at that place at minute? To be honest with you, but it should be going ahead without any issues particularly. Um, difficult to know where to start. To be honest, because I'll come to you first. Let's I suppose let's start with the starting eleven. Um, he went back. He took Humphreys back out of the starting eleven. And that's been a topic of conversation for everybody, to be honest with you. It didn't really make any sense. I, I, I get the Grant Hall taking Grant Hall out. That makes perfect sense because Grant Hall, he came off with an injury. So if you can, if you can avoid risking him, don't risk him. Uh, Woody comes back in because it's Richard Wood. You always bring Richard Wood back in wherever possible. Um, and Wes Harding is Wes Harding. He's been very solid. And, and to be fair, he was okay on yesterday from, from memory. Um, but to, and we've praised Lee Peltier. But they were very quick, and we needed that extra little bit of pace which Cameron Humphreys gives you. Um, it doesn't seem like that was the right decision at the time. Never mind with with with, with hindsight for me. No, I, I don't really understand why Cameron Humphreys is not getting a start. 
Um, we're a far better defence with him in it, with, mm. as we proved at the beginning of the season. And it's a, it's a bit, it's a bit strange, really. I don't know whether he's, he's, is he nursing an injury? Is he? I mean, I expect he's on the bench and he has come on. So if he, if he is nursing an injury, it's not, not that serious. Mm. Um, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Like I said, I, I, whether he just thinks experience, 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 I don't know. Um, but we are, in my view, a much better defence with Cameron Humphreys in it. Much better. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know what is what what the issue is there if there is one. Um, mm. It should be playing for me definitely. Yeah, and it sort of compounds it, Danny, with with the starting eleven. You got Shane Ferguson, who is a very very experienced player. Um, but to say he had a poor game is maybe understating a little bit, I thought, yesterday. And it's, we needed the pace. And that's something that Matt Tiller should have understood. I, I, he do research and everything else. We should, probably should have had Corin Bramall playing as well from the start. Yeah, <clears throat> I think uh, Bramall would have injected some of that pace that we needed, like you say. Um, I think Ferguson got old manned a couple of times as well. Uh, there was one instance in the first half where... The uh, their wide players completely done him for his pace, and Rathburn's had to come in and recover for him. Um, I think that should have been one of the things that Matt Taylor should have looked at and probably brought Bramall in, mm. maybe early in the second half, potentially just to shake up a little bit. Um, I know we had to bring Rathburn off because I believe he got an injury, uh, so that's why he swapped him out for a Dauphin. Um, but yeah, I think Bramall would have brought some much needed pace down that left hand side because even though Norton Cuffey wasn't getting forward as much as I would have liked, it would have given them something else to think about. Um, but we say that, but hindsight's a beautiful thing, isn't it really? And I'm sorry if I'm really shaky because this table's really wobbly that I'm sitting <laughs> on. Like it, it's, it's like being at sea, it just keeps dipping up and down. There's no sound issues yet, which is, I suppose, the most important thing. So that's a bonus. Thank the Lord for data roaming because the Wi-Fi here is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, just thank you. I'm going to sit in a car park like Mick does. That's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's a bit of a luxury. I'm not in a car park. Mm. Although David yeah. Scrivens has highlighted something in the comments. Uh, yeah, that's David Scrivens. It's very disappointing, Danny. I expect him to go in live from the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> I really? forgot my trunks, I'm sorry. I'm not convinced that's what I really want to see, to be honest. Hey, <laughs> 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 um, might bring the subscribers up, you never know. <laughs> um, Power UK says, too little pace at the back, we got caught with our pants down a little bit. Yeah, and if we go back to the first goal, Mick, it was a really, really poor bit of defending from another set piece. I say another set piece, but I don't think we've conceded loads, but our defence is from set pieces since Matt Taylor's come in, has dropped off significantly. Mm. And that was just a pinball thing. There were two or three opportunities to get it clear where the defenders just like they panicked a bit just to get a bit of contact on it, and it just dropped further into danger. Um, that's a massive area that, of concern. Only one of the goals came from set pieces, so I, I might be making them out of a molehill. But it, it feels like a bit of a pattern that we're just not conceding. Right? I don't think we're dealing with set pieces very well at the minute. No, we're not. And... Uh, it, uh... How that didn't get cleared is is beyond me. You know, I mean, there were just so many defenders there, and probably one or two attackers from memory. I, I've not watched it back, so um, I don't I, I don't really want to, to be honest with you. Um, but but yeah, it, it should have been cleared. It, it's just you know, I think I don't know whether it was a case of after you, no after you, 
mm. um, or, or what, but that should have ended up in Rose Head. You know, it should have been basically that should have been from one of our defenders an attempt on goal from a Stoke striker is what that should have been. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it, it it kind of well, I would say it kind of set the tone for the rest of the game, but it, it didn't really. We just it, that that part of the the defensive um, mistakes was the the only one of that type in the game, but there were plenty more, unfortunately. Uh, but that was schoolboy schoolboy defending. Yeah, it were. Yeah, it were. Um, Jamie says, seemed like an old version of ourselves yesterday. Just tried to boot the ball to ease one too many times. The pressing was non-existent. Uh, Paul Brock says Ferguson was poor. Apart from his through ball to Barlassa for the goal, which we'll talk about. How Barlassa managed to keep the ball in from oh, going no, out for no, a throw. In a Burton made it a good pass. Um, a few bits of positivity, Danny. Barlassa was very, very good. Almost single-handedly tried to keep us in the game. Um, brilliant finish for the first one. They had no right to sort of get that in from there. No, I'm sorry. These two arseholes sat behind me. You're making me laugh. Really, I'm trying to be serious. We've lost to all. I'm trying to be serious here. But yeah, uh, sorry. Um, yeah, Malice's quality for his finish. Um, I think we all thought the game was going to change after half-time because mm. we just snuck the goal in at half-time. And like we conceded at the worst time but then scored at the best time because Matt Taylor must have burned through about three sheets of paper thinking about what his half-time team talk was going to be. Mm. Um, and yeah, Balassa was quite strong in midfield. I thought he's, um, well, he wasn't quite on his, his top game, yeah. um, but his finish was the flash of what we're capable of. And in the second half, we just didn't apply it. I don't think we just didn't apply it in the correct ways or just didn't play the correct way. I've seen a few people say it was like our old selves a little bit, and it's like, yes, yeah, sort of. It's like um, we just didn't know how to stop them. They were playing a million miles an hour, like we said on the post-match, and we just didn't know how to stop it or even slow it down. We just tried to play their game, and it didn't work because we didn't get it out of feet quick enough or we didn't pass it quick enough or or whatever. Same with Barlasser, he didn't quite pass it quick enough, but when he did pass it, he passed it well. Mm. Um and yeah, I think he shot on on target, which went in, and then Kelly's goal was probably probably just the two highlights. Um, but yeah, I think that's is that Barlas's first goal in open play this season. I no. think so. Yeah, he's got a penalty, didn't he? No, it's from a set piece. <laughs> we had a free kick back <laughs> from a set piece. Fortunately, guys, Walter said, "Yeah, that was number eight for the season." Right? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, we. we I don't know what you what you could have done, mate. What let's put our you know relatively low football and IQ together, and what Hull came and played at a hundred miles an hour, and we did we couldn't seem to stop them doing what they wanted to do. Uh, Seri absolutely ran the show for him. Him and him and Woods were brilliant in the midfield. Mm. Um, what do you do? Do you go right? We're going to wick him it for the first half an hour and just stop the game. Stop them doing what they're trying to do because it was working. We were never in that game realistically, no. so we needed to do something else. We tried to match them, and you're not going to match those type of players. But if they're on form, that's it. You can't match them. You've got to do something different. Um, what do you think we should have done? I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know. I mean, you, you, you've got those two players in midfield, so so the, the first option is to man mark at least one of them. Uh, put Ollie on on him or, or or whatever, just to just to try and at least eliminate one of those dangers out of midfield. Uh, but the other, the, and the other thing is to try and keep the ball better. 
um, which we didn't do. And and it felt like, and I know this is not the case, but it felt like we didn't really make any attempts to try and keep ball. You know, we just sort of let's get get the ball as far away from our area as possible and try and breathe again. Um, we just got bullied, and I don't mean physically bullied. I mean football mm. bullied from a, in a footballing from a footballing point of view. Um, I, I I've not seen anybody as good at New York Stadium this season uh, on the ball. They broke with so much pace, um, and they broke well as well. It wasn't just a you know, endless balls upfield. It was, it was, it was just excellent football. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, they, they they managed to get themselves some momentum and get a, a foothold when they go in the game straight after half time, and they just never let up. But from that point on, and we didn't have an answer. Um, no, we didn't. But but uh, what I would also say is we didn't perform well enough. We didn't perform to our levels defensively, particularly. We just we allowed them far too much space and allowed them to get around, around the back as well. Um, and then when he changed the system, it, it got even worse for me. Um, yeah, anyway. Go on to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on to that. Because yeah. that was a disaster, uh, the changing system, uh, a complete disaster. Um, we mentioned, Seri, it's worth pointing out that, again, I, we we often do this in the Championship. We sort of compare teams. Now, this guy were, is, was on 65k a week last year at, at Fulham. Only on 30k a week, apparently, according to one Hull fan. Ah, that's um, not so bad, is it? Makes a bit more realistic. Um, when when these kind of players are on form, when you when you've got people of that caliber, there's going to be times where there's nothing nothing you can do. I mm. suppose um, I might be giving him too much credit. It may be maybe being massively overpaid, but I, I was very impressed with Seri yesterday. Very very impressed, Danny. I don't know what you thought. Their, their midfield won them the game. I know they got they did as with pace. I get that. But realistically, their midfield wouldn't game for me. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, their distribution in midfields completely outmatched, outmatched ours. And they were just able just to play it wide and then counter-attack or even play through middle and counter-attack. And we didn't really have a response to it. Um, like I said, they were just playing at a million miles an hour. They passed it really efficiently. You can tell that's something they have been working on because it was just like a fluid machine there passing in the midfield. And um, I think it was their number eight. Was it Woods? I think their number eight was. Uh, that was Doherty. Oh, Woods Doherty. 15. Oh, 15. Uh, yeah, Woods played absolutely phenomenally. Mm. Like, he, he was their best player on pitch and we had no response to him. Um, and yeah, I think their midfield really did win the game. I think it completely exploited us when we went four at the back. Um, and, well, to be fair, it exploited us when we were still three at the back as well. And we just couldn't match up to it. And that's something Matt Taylor's going to learn and I'm sort of happy this sort of thing's happened early in his Rotherham tenure because now he can learn from it more or less straight away. Mm. Like I'd rather it happen now rather than getting completely outplayed like second to last game of season, for example. Mm. Um, and yeah, he's, he's tried four at the back, which we haven't played in a long, long time. Two years at least. Yeah, two years at least and it just didn't work. So that's something for the notebook. Uh, maybe for the January notebook or or the tactics notebook or whatever, but yeah, their midfield completely bossed us. Mm. Um, I know, I know that we might get a little bit of grief on the post match going after the referee a little bit, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute. Oh yeah. Um, but on the pitch as well, we just got outplayed, didn't it? They weren't really phenomenal up top. They just did us on the counter and the distribution in midfields, and we just broke down because we didn't really have a response to it. Mm. Uh, which is a shame to admit, but at least we're honest. Always honest. 
on this podcast. Say it how, how we see it. Um, Paul Brock says, think he thinks we made we made Hull look better by our poor play, not taking everything away from Hull, but I don't think they would have had have had as much joy if we had played them in August. Injuries obviously didn't help us. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think Matt Tiller's naivety is not the right word. That sounds like I'm digging him out. He's like Danny says, he's learning on the job, isn't he? Championships are different beasts. He's done three seasons in League Two and a quarter of a season in League One. That's a massive step up. You know, in even in League One, you can often match up teams. Any team from top to bottom, you could sort of almost match it up. You're not going to get that. You've, you're always going to get almost every team in this division, Nick, has got a player who is a phenomenal player. And if he turns up, you've got to do something. And mm. he just didn't do anything to counteract that that those moments yesterday. No, they didn't. They didn't at all. Um, the only thing he tried, like we alluded to earlier on, was the, the the change of the formation, which just made it worse. Mm. Uh, so it's a, it's a learning process for him. Uh, hopefully, he'll get it right. I'm sure he will. You know, it didn't strike me as a man who'll just keep going with the same system, the same technique, the same methods, uh, just for the sake of it, because of the, because he thinks they're right. He'll he'll adapt. Um, mm. And, and and you've got to you've got to understand as as a supporter of football, you look across the championship through through you know through each of the game 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 weekends this season. There's results like this every week oh, yeah. you know, that you don't expect um, because and that is because, like you pointed out just then, you know that every team has got some quality in there. Sometimes they turn up, sometimes they don't. If they turned up every week, they'd be in Premier League. But they don't. They're not consistent. So they're in championship. But when they do turn up, get ready. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what we got yesterday. You know, you talk to other supporters who played whole this season, whose teams have played whole this season, and you know the worst team they've ever seen. Um, and yet they play us, and they're one of the best teams that we've seen all season. So yeah. that is the championship, isn't it? Mm. Uh, yeah, it is. It is, and that's why people watch it. That's why it's one of the best leagues to be involved in, isn't it? Yeah, still, and and to be fair, from a league point of view, we've only, we've only dropped down one position. We're still in eleventh, I think now. So it's not yeah. like it's and because these results are going to happen, it, it's it's going to it's going to have these uh, these results. Let's talk about the four four two, Danny. Um, this was <laughs> this was a terrible decision, as it turned out. And and I say as it I say as to that, we've talked about this. Don't play Richard Wood in a four at back. He's not got the the, the pace and, and what he had before to deal with that. If you're going to go four at back, fine. But Humphreys needs to come on. Or, mm. or no, there's no or. Humphreys needed to come on. There was no either or. It had to be Humphreys. If you want to keep Hall in there, that's fine. But you had to take Woody off to go 4-4-2. And that's one of the reasons it, you, it was easy to get in and around. As, was just, as long as you're quicker than Woody, which they are because they were a quick team, they're off and away. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Woody suits the back three down to a T because um, he's got the one man on his right, one man on his left. But in a back two, I mean, we saw it when... Um, did we play four at the back last time we were in the Championship? We did, didn't we? Because we went we did, with... It? And it yeah. didn't work at all. Like, Woody and the one who shall not be named at Chef Wednesday in that back two was oh, nightmarish. Um, but yeah, three at the back suits Woody. I think if you want to play four at the back, like you say, you just don't play Woody. You play Hall and Humphreys or even Hall and McCart if you want that Good left, line. that more left-sided player. Mm. Um, but again, it's something that Matt Taylor's now learned. We've not played four at the back under Paul Warren for a long time. Because Found. We knew, 
Oh, <laughs> I've got my pound in. Right, one of you to remind me, I need, I need to put a pound in my pot when I get home because I said the one who shall not be named at Derby. So remind me, that's your job. Um, but yeah, the one who shall not be named at Derby, he played it, uh, didn't work, found the system, and then went with that system. Matt Taylor's now done that, he's found the system that doesn't work, at least mm. with Richard Wood in the team. So now he knows how to play Woody effectively, which is in the back three. I think if we are going to play four at the back in future, he will bring someone else in for Woody or just play it from the start and not have Woody in the team, mm. I don't think. Um, but again, even with Humphreys, Humphreys seems to suit a back three. I think that, yeah. Because he's on that left side, he's got the experienced head next to him and he's the more driving forward defender, but he also backtracks, which is something that suits Woody mm. because then he's got that little bit of an overlap which helps him out. Um but yeah, we'll have to. We've not seen Humphreys in a back three, uh, back two. Sorry, um, with Hall or or anybody really. Um, that was something we see in future. Who knows? But yeah, four at the back don't suit Woody. I think that was a tinkering decision, and just the tinkering made it worse, which is unfortunate to say. But is what it is. Mm. Yeah, I see what he's trying to do. He's trying to uh, sort of put extra bodies in the wide areas because that's where we were getting really, really hurt. Um, it then just made the central area much weaker. I mean, to go two two bodies in the centre of midfield again, mate, just didn't work. You, you needed a we probably needed a fourth body in the centre of the pitch to stop what they were doing. It took players away from two of the areas because the, the strikers did okay. We'll come on to use the washing in it. They did fine. Victor had, a, had this, other than the second goal. Victor kept us in the game, so it was just the central parts really that we needed those extra bodies. We needed thirteen men, I suppose, didn't we? No, the obvious change was to bring Washington off and, and, and put another midfielder on and play one up front, mm. um, and then you, at least you would give it would give you that opportunity to to maintain your width and also uh, an extra body in the centre of midfield to try and try and nullify their 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 two main players in there. That would have been a better option than the than the four four two because four four two straight away is going to create your gaps. Either, either out wide or through the middle, one way or the other, it's going to create gaps because you've got less people, you've got less men in there. So, um, yeah, it, what can you do? It did it. It didn't work. Move on. I suppose is is the is the answer in it. Mm. Just won't do yeah. it again. <laughs> it will do it again. It will do it again. I'm no doubt it will do it again. Um, and 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 what I do like is it shows that he's willing to try something. I know it didn't work. Yeah. And I know it was a disaster. But under pre- under the previous regime, there was very much a right. We're playing three five two. We'll just go like for like and hope the new player is is a bit better. Mm. I like that he's willing to try something different. I, I do. I, I think I think that's it. It's sort of impressive. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So the subs um, were okay. I don't think were they okay then. Other than the change in the change of the formation, Adolphin Hall, High Bramall, Kelly came on. They all mostly had positive impacts. Adolphin Hall and High and Kelly, I thought, did okay. Bramall, maybe not. But the individuals had probably positive impacts. Kelly obviously scored. Mm. I think um, Bramall would have had a more positive impact if him and Norton Cuffey were on the pitch at the same Agreed. time. Um, but I think Cuffey's gone off with a slight injury. I think that's why he went off, which is a worry. But mm, anyway... Um, I thought Adolphin, I've said this in the post-match, but I thought Adolphin got rattled by that early challenge and took a little bit to settle into the game. Um, 
I don't know if that's tactical from Hull. If it is, they've executed it effectively. Um, if not, then it's a very bad decision from the referees to book him that early. Um, and which led to hard um, Adolfi giving the ball away, which led to the goal, which is an unfortunate symmetry, but that's what happened. But after that, Adolfi sort of settled into the game a bit more and actually played all right. Mm. Uh, Scott High improved midfield massively from Ben Wiles. I thought that was a very effective sub because Scott High seemed to run everywhere. Oh, uh, at one point, it, at one point he even pressed their goalkeeper, so mm. he's done very well. And uh, George Kelly's just done George Kelly things. And so uh, he's come on the pitch. Um, thought it was interesting that he'd come on for Washington initially. Mm. Um, but, you know, he's got an assist. It was a good assist. Uh, I think it was harder for him to <laughs> to mess up the assist than it was for George Kelly to miss the goal, to be fair. But he's got an assist. He has now contributed to a goal, which is could, well, could improve his game, should I say. Um but yeah, George Kelly's just an impact sub now, isn't he? You know, he's, he's the man who comes on. And if you notice that he scores only after 84 minutes. <laughs> yeah, true. Same. I'm saying, <laughs> saying Borg goes um, up on 68 minutes. All right, put your bets on George Kelly after 84 minutes. Off we go. <laughs> um, as I mentioned, Adolphin, Mick, I know we're talking about the yellow car at the minute, but I'm very happy that Adolphin's getting the minutes. Mm. An interesting almost stat is that he's almost played as many minutes under Matt Taylor than he had than he had in the league than he did last season. He's played 131 minutes so far in the league this season. Yeah. He played 190 in total last season. And I can see why he's getting the minutes. And I'm not going to praise him too much because we lost the game, obviously, but I can see him being an extremely useful player. I still prefer Jimmy Lindsay in front of me, probably. Um, but... I can see him being, I say, a very, very useful person this season. I can. He's a quality player. There's no question about it. Um, and, and I don't really know why he didn't get as much uh, game time under the last regime. However, you've also got to factor into that how well the, the other midfielders have been performing. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought he did He did all right yesterday. Um, and he would have done a lot better had, had what happened not happened, if that makes sense. I've no no doubt about that, but you know, it's football, isn't it? Yeah. Um, go on then. Let's make let's let Mick off his leash a little bit. Um, <laughs> Steve Martin, uh, as we've mentioned, the referee. There's a joke in there about brains and stuff, but we're not going to do that right now. Um, he booked Adolphin very very early on from Adolphin, which was the softest yellow card. I can remember in a very, very, very long time. I can't remember a, a softer yellow card. Um, and then there was also the pull on Tom Eves in the second half, which was just incredible that that wasn't given as a penalty. And there was also a handball in the first half, which I haven't seen back, to be fair. Uh, but it did look like a handball in the first half in the whole penalty area. Um, it was a shock of me. And I think in between those decisions, I think he did okay. I thought his general game management was okay. But he got all three of those decisions completely wrong, and all three have obviously had impacts on the game. I, I, I obviously on the post match <clears throat> had a proper rant at him, um, and having had twenty four hours to to sort of um, reflect on on what what happened in the game and what I said in the post match, uh, which I did caveat two or three times that none of those decisions are why we lost the game. We lost the game because they were better than us 
and we we were we didn't perform. That's why we lost the game. However, having reflected on what I said, I stand by it all. I thought I thought the decision, the, those three decisions, were appalling, and for me personally, um, the the booking of, of Akima Doffin for the dive that their player did, heading away from goal, almost on the touchline. Um, why that's a booking is is even if he even if it swung his legs and took the, the the player's legs from under him deliberately, you know what I mean. It, mm. it, and it might be a booking if he's if he's if he's challenged him and just caught him and yeah, all right, it might be a foul. All right, it can't possibly be a booking at that point. But he never even touched him. He just threw himself on the floor. Their player. Um, but the consequence of that, so early in the second half, so early after Adolphin came on, he, 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 you could see he, he was reluctant to go in for the tackle in that midfield. He was reluctant to get his foot in because he knew, or he probably felt, that he would get another yellow if he did so. Uh, and, and that cost us a goal. Well, that goal would have come. Don't, I have no question. I have no con, you know, sort of concerns about that. That goal would have come. However, it just it just added to the momentum that Hull were creating. Um, so so that that was that for me not a game changing decision. However, a game affecting decision, definitely, and it was a bad one. However, again, I keep saying however, no, it was nowhere near as bad as the decision that not to give the penalty against Tom Eaves. That was crazy. I mean, oh, I have man, never, I don't think in, in all the years that I've been watching football, I cannot remember seeing a more blatant penalty. I cannot remember. I mean, he's, Eaves is what, six foot four, six foot five, something like that. It, it, from where I was at, it looked like he picked him up by the shoulders and thrown him on the floor. Yeah. It, was it was definitely so, two hands. There were definitely two hands so on Eaves. It, it was utterly dreadful, but the, the, the ref's treatment of Tom Eaves throughout the whole game yeah. was 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 abject. He, he absolutely just refused to give him anything, and he was. He, and I accept sometimes it's six and two threes that that always happens between central defenders and strikers. We we know that. However, he just gave him zero protection. He gave him nothing. Um, in fact, he gave it against him most of the time. But that that decision was just. I, and at that point, you know, I think it was 3-1 at that point, was it? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's 3-1 at that point. Mm. You know, we get a penalty there, could be a different game. It could be a different game. Akima Doffin doesn't get booked. He goes for that challenge in midfield. He wins the ball. They don't get that second goal. I'm not saying we wouldn't have lost. We would have lost. I'm sure we would because our performance deserved the defeat. And all performance deserved the victory. That's not the point, man. Um, I, I, I just find it difficult to get my head around the the, the, the situations. You know, the, I don't know whether you've seen the Cardiff Swansea game today. Uh, oh, the handball, the sending off, the sending off was hilarious. Where he threw the ball in the player's face. Yeah, but the referee has caused that. He's caused that to happen. I didn't see like, the a stupid foul, a stupid foul that wasn't a foul. It was just nothing like it was just a little coming together, a bit of contact. He's given the foul, and then the Swansea players got in there, and it's all kicked off. He's made a rod for his own back there, and this is what this is what the referee did yesterday as well. You know, he, he made a rod for his own back because he 
doesn't give the decisions, the obvious ones, and then it next sets a precedent and you can't give anything else. It, it, I don't know. I, I know I keep banging on about it and I know I, I'm, I've got to stop because I know I upset people about it, but and, and, and it's just frustrating. It's so frustrating, you know, and yeah, that, that penalty call for Eads, just man alive. Man alive, that's just unbelievable. Yeah. Danny, anything you want to add on, on Mr Martin that uh, Mick hasn't already? Yes, I do. With that um, <clears throat> Tom Eve decision, I've got a bruise on me, uh, on my knuckle, on my hand, because the, the advertising board's so hard that I've actually bruised my hand. So, thanks, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As Nicholas, Nicholas Skidmore says, he thinks of steroids and got to the referee's heads. Yeah. His ref's well, head. Um Essex for Miller says she spoke to her hacks after the game and he agreed with what Mick said in his post match review of the yellow card. Yeah. It is, it, it is it's poor, it's poor refereeing, but what can you do? Yeah. I sort of like that Matt, Matt Tiller didn't talk about it or, or I don't recall hearing him mention it. You know, if that makes sense, he's not, he's not hiding behind it. He, he knows what happened and things like that. Um, it, He's not going to talk about it. You can't, as a manager, you can't talk about it, can you? Some you, know, would. you can't. I think a one. Well, yeah, some would, some would, but yeah, they, they end up getting banned and, and fined and everything else. It's just not worth it, and you know, it, it, it's it's really difficult. It's really difficult because they, they have such an impact on games. These decisions, and and there's no sort of, not only is there no recourse, there's no explanation. You know, if the ref comes out after the game and says, look, from the angle I got it at, it looked like he'd taken it, Hakeem Adolphin had taken his back leg deliberately to knock him over. That's how I saw it. All right, well, that didn't, it's not what happened, but if that's how you saw it, mm. I can see what you said. But there's, there's none of that, you know what I mean? And, and there isn't yeah. any of that because they can't explain after the decisions that are made. It was very clear, wasn't one of those? Yes, you could see uh, players trying to talk to him at times. And it was yeah. very much one of those where just pushing people away, yeah. not interested in the conversation, which we don't like, but it is what it is. Um... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Individual performances, Danny. Um, I want to mention Tom Eaves because I thought Tom Eaves had an okay game. I've seen him, still seeing him get grief and stick on social media, obviously. Um, but I don't know what Tom Eaves could have done more. I thought his first touch was almost brilliant. At times it was brilliant. Uh, his hold-up play was better than it, much better than it has been. He got an assist, obviously, in the end. Um, it was getting ragged about from left to right. I, I thought, I think we're seeing more of what I want to see from Tom Eaves. I think mm. he's getting better game by game, and I, I'm happy with how he played and and Washington as well, to be honest. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree, actually. I think, um, well, to be fair, I've seen grief coming already at Matt Taylor on social <laughs> media. Um, so, world, world's strange place. Um, but, yeah, Tommy was yesterday, okay game. I think, um, I, I don't know, I'm puzzled to think of what he could have done better, scored mm. maybe. Um, he didn't get a chance, happy- did he? Yeah, exactly. I mean, some people are never happy until they do score. Um, but we'll say it was a much improved performance from Tom Eves because, yeah. um, <clears throat> like you say, his first touch has improved massively. He's not got the first touch of an elephant before. He's actually able to condition the ball and bring it into him rather than away from him. Um, he was pressing more than he has done. Mm. Um, he's still slow chasing after loose balls, but that's probably because he's six foot four um, and just not used to it. Yeah, mm. he's not used to that high pressing game. I mean, Smith was exactly the same. Um, he didn't really run after balls, <clears throat> or at least he did slowly until he was conditioned to operate that way. But yeah, with Eves, um, <clears throat> excuse me, he got into an amazing position when um, I think it was Barca who played mm. him through, Great uh, ran onto that ball, got there, cut back across the box, and at uh, the box, and then Kelly's finished. Um, so if he can operate like that when him and Kelly are on the pitch together then that could be a dangerous partnership. I mean, I know Tommy has said he wants 20 goals this season and he hasn't scored any yet. Um, but maybe bring his target down a little bit to maybe 20 assists. No, no, no. no that's, <laughs> that's, that's unrealistic as well. Um, but yeah, I, I want to see Eves and Kelly operate together more because if Eves can make that run on the left side and then cut it back to Kelly or even having Kelly who just goes for everything and then the big man up front could prove fruitful from set pieces or corners or whatever. Um, but yeah, Tommy was much better, I think. I think people don't give him the credit he deserves when his performance just moves up a little bit mm. um, because of what's already happened. But if you really, really watch how he's played, he has improved and he is improving. And um, yeah, I know Jordan's going to hate me for saying this, but I think he's going to start Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I think you will. Um, Powerman UK says he has been critical, but thought he was almost as good as that player we had up front last year. We can say Michael Smith. Uh, <laughs> there's no pounds going in for that. Um, John S with a harsh comment says League One manager, League One result. Um, strongly disagree. Mm-hmm. Uh, all about opinions, I suppose. Um, can, I, can, I, can I just say that um, Matt Taylor has got the exact same record as it stands as as the one who shall not be named at Derby after the same amount of games. There you go. All right, all right. He, he's played one more and the most recent one was a loss to Ipswich, which is quite funny. Um, <laughs> but if you do it after, during his first little spell of games, the record is the same. Mm. So is that saying he's a League One manager and that's why Matt Taylor's got the same record? Or are you saying that Matt Taylor's got a better record and he's a championship manager. Make, make your own comparisons, but I'm just saying the record's the same after the same amount of games. So mm. take that as you will. Yeah. Um, Stephen Adams says, any thoughts on Jonathan Hill starting with coaching us tomorrow? Yes, Jonathan Hill is one of the coaches that Matt Taylor's been desperate to bring in from Exeter. He will be joining the club from tomorrow, from Monday morning. Um, have you read the Paul Davis article about him? He's been mm-hmm. everywhere. He's... Oh. he's, he's uh, he coached at Man United's youth team. He was on the first team staff at Fulham under René Mullenstein. He was director of football, Twatting director at Sheffield Wednesday. 
who's worked as technical director for the Jordan FA, and he was also head coach in, of, uh, in Norway of Tromoso and Schuel FK, and joined Exeter's coaching staff in the summer. Um, so he's been around the block, let's put it that way. Um, and I think that helps me. You've got to look, you look at the experience, and we need Matt Taylor needs some help in terms of experience. This guy's been around the world as well as being in England as well. So it takes a lot of boxes in terms of that side of things as well, and hopefully it can help. Help. They obviously will help Matt Taylor, otherwise it won't bring him in. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. He needs to surround himself with his own coaching staff, too, which is what he's doing. Um, and and things will improve. Will continue to improve. You know, they've not. Been, it's not as though they've been bad. We've had we've had a, a, a bad performance um, yesterday uh, on Saturday, but. In the main, it's not been too bad. So, you know, and, and there are improvements. You can see that there are improvements. It's going to be a different way of playing. So you can't just, it doesn't just happen overnight. You know, right, we play, you've, you've done this for 14 games. Now we're doing this. Uh, and all of a sudden you're brilliant at it. It's not how it works. It's not how life works, unfortunately. If it did, then uh, it'd be a lot easier, wouldn't it? Um, so, yeah, it's good. It's good that he's bringing, he's bringing experienced people in um, and, 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 and hopefully it'll uh, it'll allow us to kick on. I'm sure it will. I'm sure mm-hmm. it will. Agreed. Um, I mentioned another mention um, on people mentioned on social media. Ben Wiles has come in for another bout of criticism. Danny, um, I feel like every so often we get what feel what is starting to feel like a false dawn with Ben Wiles. He has an amazing game. I can't remember which game it was a couple of weeks, but he had a really really good game. And you start thinking, right, this is it. We've got his back on track, and off we go. But again, I know the midfield was a problem area for us yesterday, but I, I could see what Rathman were doing. Rathman had a decent decent enough game. Barlasa impacted it massively. We talked about a Dauphin when he came on. I thought Wilesley just went completely missing. And I don't know whether that's his fault, because he's not playing very well, or whether the system isn't working for him at the minute. But that's a real problem. We've got to do something to either get Wilesley into the game or get him off the pitch. It's one or the other right now for me. It's been 14 games... And we've seen maybe a game and a half worth of good performances from you so far. I think um, against Stoke, he played better. <clears throat> um, maybe that was because him and Rathburn were slightly more advanced in that front line, maybe, and had a bit more freedom. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's a, it is a strange case with Wales. I mean, I've seen that. I don't know how reliable this account is, but he's already in conversation to to leave for Burnley in the summer. I don't know how true that is, but it certainly raises a few eyebrows as to why those performances have started coming up. Even if it isn't true, maybe his head's been turned, maybe he sees his future elsewhere. I'm I'm not entirely sure that's Wiles' headspace, but at this moment in time, it's just not as efficient as it can be with Wiles. Like we saw how efficient he worked last season and it was fantastic. Mm. Yeah. We've seen that in the Championship, even when he's not playing his natural position, I mean, even playing at left-back at times, he still works efficiently to the job that he's done. But at just this moment in time, it's just something that's not firing correctly with Wiles, whether it, it's something he needs just a little bit of a spell out and to come on the pitch and to find that vein of form when it's like, right, I'm coming on the pitch and we'll go at it this way. Um, and if Scott I plays that way when he comes on as Wiles' as replacement, then that's the natural tweak in the formation or or in the lineup that you need, really. Which is a shame because we do like Ben Wales and we know how good he can be. He's just not applying it efficiently, which 
when you're in a league that depends on results, which this one is for us, that's when Matt Taylor makes the hard job of do I drop him or do I keep him and hope for the best. Mm. And after Scott Ash's performance, he has a big job to think about now. Yes, he does. And Jimmy Lindsay back fit as well. So to another guy uh, being ready. A few comments with him. Nicholas Skidmore says we need to get Wiles on the ball more because he has it in his locker and can be really dangerous. Yeah, I agree. Obviously not seeing it. Paramount UK, back to submissions, what you're saying, Danny. There are rumours going around that he is pushing for the move to Burnley still. Uh, Chris Taylor says, I like Wiles, but I've never seen him have a game like their player, uh, Woods. Uh, the field never runs through the middle. Millie clicks, it says the same sort of thing. I keep seeing rumours on social media for other teams being interested in Wiles. Thinks it's about time we take the money and sell him. Where do you sit on this, Mick? Because it's a tough one because we all know what Wiles is capable of. We are, we're, or are we thinking too much of him? What, what, what do you think? I, my sort of spidey senses are, are suggesting that he's on his way out of the club. That's mm, I, what I agree. That's what I'm thinking. Um, I think his head's been turned and, and, and that's not for turning back now. So, um, I might be completely wide at mark with that, but that's just how I that's that's how I kind of read the situation. Uh, if that's the case, we need to get rid in January and at least get something um, before his before his contract's up. So um, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But he certainly needs a time at some time out the out the first team, whether it be on the bench, probably on the bench, um, just to try and focus his mind a little bit because I don't think his mind's fully on it. Um, and and he he seems to me to be very much a confidence player as well. You know, if yeah. he, if he's down on confidence, then then he's, he's, his performance is going to drop. So that might help him as well. Um, you know, calling him out and and everything else on social media obviously is going to motivate him and make him feel a lot better about himself because he does with everybody, doesn't it? Um, not. So <laughs> but we'll see. Whatever. I think, but I think it's time he he, he perhaps had a, a spell. Um, warming bench for a bit. Maybe the World Cup, the break for the World Cup might do him some good as well. Potentially, that's only a couple of weeks away. Um, I don't think it will, Matt. I don't think that's that, that. For me, that's not the point. I think the point is to have him out of the team while the team are playing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think the, the psychological impact of that is more more than just, oh, we're having a break because it World Cup kind of thing. Nobody's playing. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so, just my view. I don't know whether that's right or not, but. Yeah, we'll see. James Davis says uh, Taylor said his post interview Wiles has been playing injured, and that's why he came off. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think other players have played with injuries and played much better than that, and put more effort in and things like that. Um, there's questions on Wiles that we can't answer, but there are questions there that we. I think we will find out if he leaves in January. Then we've all got his answer, haven't we? We, we all know. Yeah. We all know. Um, if he suddenly picks up in form, then then then. We also know. So let's wait and see uh, what happens with that. Um, anything else from the whole game that you want to mention? Um, I'm trying to forget about it as quickly as possibly can. <laughs> um, Danny, make anything else you want to cover that we haven't already covered? Any performances or moments? No, nah, bin it off. Let's put it, let's consign <laughs> it to the dustbin of history and move on to the next game. Okay. The other thing I will say is I hope it's a, a bogey amount of goals that we've conceded. Uh, hopefully we don't concede four again this season because I don't think I'll be able to. <laughs> my, my football brain won't be able to compute it. Yeah, not fun. Not fun for conceding four at home, but, that, but it does happen. Fleetwood last year. It's, it, it's not. It's not long over a year ago, is it? The Fleetwood game. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, anyway, 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 anyway. Um, so the rearranged game against Coventry is now coming up. It will be our first ever visit to what is now known as the Coventry Building Society Stadium, uh, previously known as the Rico Arena. Uh, still never played there. Um, our last time we played, co- uh, played, played Coventry away and won was when they were in Northampton, uh, the 3-0 victory in 2000. I put 2013, that doesn't sound right. Paul won my manager, so it can't have been 2013. Might have been 2018. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Didn't see that one coming. Um, um, I, I know you've just mentioned this in private chat, and I wasn't going to mention it, but I'm going to set up a Just Giving page I'm going to set so that we can everybody can see that this has been contributed to. It's going to be called Don't Mention the War. Mm. <laughs> oh. I like that. I like that. I think yeah, you need to, you need to stick, in, stick on another couple letters onto that, Mike. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I say I'm not being caught out. I see what you mean. That'll be coming coming very soon. Uh, yeah. All proceeds to Rotherham Hospice, obviously. We are about a ten or so far as a, as a as a team, um, mm. and that's only after about three weeks. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll get some pennies raised. Um, so yeah, I'll have to double check. Probably probably 2018. We last we last won in won against Coventry. The last time we won in Coventry uh, was 1964. Uh, which was a 5-3 win. <laughs> I, I don't know. If it, mate, do you know, have they always played at Highfield Road before record? Do, you know, do we know if they played anywhere else? I'm not that I'm aware of. Highfield Road is the only the only ground that I was aware of prior to uh, prior to this place. Cool. And I think after 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 Tuesday, we may be one of the only teams to play them at all of their stadiums that they've played at, all the many stadiums, because we have to play them. They played at Highfield Road, obviously. Uh, we obviously played at Northampton, as I mentioned. We played at Birmingham's ground when they played there. And now we're finally playing at uh, the CBS uh, after all this time. Uh, I'm um, going to... Can I spoil the party if my Wi-Fi is still working? Still working? Oh, no. We can... Yeah, go on. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. But I had a big lag. Sorry. Um, not quite all at Highfield Road's. Um, they moved to Highfield Road in 1899, but I think they were formed in 1883, so they bounced about a bit. Um, it'll be the first, it will in our entire history, it's the yes. first time we've played them at all their grounds. Yeah, yes, I'll take that. A bit picky, that Danny, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not able to remember 1888, <laughs> 89 season. Um, Steve Adams says John Galley got a hat trick on his debut in the 5 3 victory in 1964. Thank you very much, Stephen. We always love some stats from back then. Um, yeah. Well, I'll stats anywhere, to be honest with you. So if we win 5-3 on Tuesday, they've got some symmetry in there. Don't think that'll happen. Um, so let me give you another stat on Coventry, Mick. Coventry have the lo- joint lowest amount of goals scored in the championship. Um, they've also got the joint best defensive record yeah. in the championship. Well, yeah. They don't score... And they don't concede. Now they have played a couple of games less than everybody else, um, but that tells you what nil nil one nil. There's going, or is it going to be a, a barn burning five three? What do you reckon? Well, this is the thing. Isn't it? I remember having a conversation with us in the last time at Championship after Stoke uh, Stoke yes. game, the first one, which was just dreadful, and we were all predicting a note piece, and it ended up three three, didn't it? So. Um... Yeah, it depends whether our defence turn up, whether we get that sorted after after Saturday. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they'll bounce back. 
in which case there's probably not going to be many goals. Um, I think they've I think they've conceded one in seven, have they? Something like that. So, that yeah, right? they're, on a, they're on a very very hot streak at the minute after a very well, awful start. Listen, it's it's championship, mate. It could end up seven each. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what I mean. It's just nobody. You just can't. You cannot predict it at all, and that's the beauty of it. Um, but we just need to be starting to pick up points again now. We need to bounce back from that defeat and get some more points on board. We're in a fantastic position, a great position, better than any of us would ever have dreamed probably at this point of the season. So it's just a question of making sure we arrest any 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 sort of drop-off in form. Um, you know, we, we, we nip it in the bud and... and, and and even if it's a point, if it's a nil-nil draw, we'll take that right now because it just, you know, it, it stops us getting into losing two, three, four on the trot. Mm. So um, it's about improving that performance, that's all. Yeah. Um, I mentioned their run. They've won three in a row. They've also won four of their last six, having won none of their first eight. Um, so they've, they've turned a massive corner um, in the last month or so. Very similar to Luton. I know Luton had, obviously, they had much less bad start uh, because Coventry were bottom of the league, but Luton started very slow and Luton took off like a train. Um, yeah, these things happen. <laughs> we were talking a week ago about this might be quite an easy game. Not an easy game, but a game where we can pick up three points. It's going to be a tough game. We still um, got to look at three points from it, though, Matt. Oh, you yeah. know, it's one of those games that that is, is going to be on the, on the sort of without wanting to sound smart, one of the on the easier side of the the, the last four games that run up to um yeah to, to the the uh, the World Cup. So yeah, we need to be looking to get three points out of it, don't we? Yeah. Don't clip that if you're a Coventry fan. Please. No, no don't. <laughs> oh dear. Um, let's look at how we're gonna start and play, Danny. The, the the logic tells you that probably Richard Wood's not going to play. He played 90 minutes and so far under Matt Taylor, he hasn't played consecutive games uh, when, we've, when we've had a midweek game. Um, would you... Do you think that's going to happen again? You could see him taking a risk. What, what, how's back three going to look, um, do you think? Or back four, possibly? I don't know. Um, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure because Matt Taylor's obviously seen that the back four didn't entirely work. Um, so I don't know if that means he's going to revert to a back three, which he probably might do, um, a starting formation at least. Um, but I can see Grant Hall coming into the middle, mm. um, Harding on the right-hand side again, uh, if, if all's well. And then maybe even Humphreys coming in as well, uh, because Peltier was one that really didn't have that good of a performance against um, against Hall. So I can see Humphreys coming back into the starting eleven for that. Um but well, I, I might throw in McCart as well on that left-hand side. I, I, I really want to see McCart again. It gives, yeah, you, it gives you balance. I, I can't understand it. Yeah, I think um, McCart might come into it he, probably if we want to shore up the back and really mm. go defensively. That's when he might come into it. Um, or if we need a different distribution element, for example, if Barlas has gone off to tweak midfield, etc. Um yeah, I, I can see a back line of Harding, Hall and uh, Humphreys, the three H's at the back. Mm. Um, Nicholas Skimor says he might, might see the same formation as Stoke uh, with an extra mm. man in midfield. Before we go further, Mick, Simon Thorne says he wants a Mick Rant update <laughs> on his half-time wait for a cup of tea. Oh, Mick. mate, honestly. I feel sorry for that lad behind counter, to be honest, but uh, the, the lad I stood with 
someone I used to work with, asked for a cup of tea. So he's, he's, he's pulled the cup up off the stack of cups, looked in it, no tea bag. So he pulls another one, looks in it, no tea bag. And every time he pulls one up, the tea bag's falling out and sitting on top of the cup. Wow. And he's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's there, mate. It's there. It's... Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's a bit gone. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> um, I was saying that, that froze at the perfect time for you, mate. <laughs> you were like, something I also want to mention, which I've wanted to mention for a few weeks the ball boys and girls system at New York Stadium is rubbish. <laughs> they're all around the stadium, but they don't seem to get, some of them just don't get up. I don't know if they've been told to wait and not get the ball, which is fine if they have. Or, or not, because it seems to take an age for the ball to come back sometimes, doesn't it? There's no rush from the mm. ball boys or girls. I don't... Anyway, side, yeah. side point. Side point. Um, Mick, midfield. That's where Nicholas Skimmer says midfield, probably maybe back to the same, similar formation um, uh, as last week, last Tuesday against Stoke. Could you see that? Yeah, yeah. I, can't, I, I 100% agree with that. I think that's what he's going to do. Um, possibly even same personnel. I I, I don't see any. I, that, well, Lindsay, I'm Lindsay will probably be available, and Lindsay is one of them that if he is available, you don't need to be sensible and manage his hamstring. If he's ready, he's ready. It, yeah. It's just a matter of being ready, and maybe him if if of a Rathbone's injuries is is not worth the risk. You chuck Lindsay in there because Lin, Lindsay deserves another chance. He does. Absolutely. Uh, and if, if Rathbone is nursing an injury, it might be swap like for like. But I think formation-wise, uh, will be will be as per Stoke and possibly even personnel will be very similar yeah. as well. So, um, yeah, it's uh, same same again, same again. Okay, Early same goal. again. And then do 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 and Wickham and for the rest of the game. Fair enough. Danny, <laughs> that, that leaves really the question up top. What, what are you going to do? Could, could you see Eves play up top on his own if you're going to go an extra man in midfield or do you think it's, it should be Kelly um, against these? Um, I don't think uh, just a singular man up top actually suits us, to be fair. I think we saw that against Stoke with Kelly being drawn into being too defensive. Um, and Eve sort of did the same job when he came on for Kelly. I think he came mm. on for Kelly. When he came on the pitch, anyway. Um, I would like to see Kelly and Eves start, potentially. If you want to go all guns blazing from the start and get the early goal against Coventry, which sort of worked for us against Stoke. We rode up a little bit, but you never know. Mm. But if that's if that's to occur later in the game, then I think it'll be Washington and Eves who start for me. Um, yeah, Jim. Eves and Kelly, the two bulldozers up front, could prove fruitful. We don't know. If you can hear some rumbling behind me, there is a massive thunderstorm here in Tattersall. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's yeah. Mad, Reece, I'm glad Reese has packed double pants, to be honest, because it's just jumped three feet off the settee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. Um, yeah, let's do, let's do some score predictions and then I'll ask about wing backs. Uh, Danny, I'll give you a first pick. Not many goals for Coventry recently. What do you think to choose this result? Um, well, we've already brought up the commentary's conceded like once in the last seven, which, um, <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah. But I don't know, we, we could see another sort of Stoke performance where it was a little bit smash and grab 
Um, because I don't think Stoke had conceded all too many in the previous games. Um, I don't know. I, I could see a one-nil um, smash and grab from the Millers, but at the same time, I could see a absolute dominate dominating performance from Coventry and just putting three past us if we don't have our heads in the right space. Um, you know, Oscar, I'll go. Uh, I'll go. I'll do. I'll go one-nil Rotherham. One-nil Millers, like it, Mick. One-one. Uh, one one. I will go two nil to Coventry. Oh, look at that! <laughs> You'll get it right now as well. Comment section. Do your job. Have a go for Matt because he's gone negative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Jamie says one nil. Uh, Simon Thorne says three one. Expecting a strong bounce back. Hopefully, you are right. We will be doing a post match uh, afterwards. Danny, you, you will you be? You know, you won't be going to Coventry, will you? So. I am going to Coventry. You are? You're yes, taking a break are. from your holiday to go to Coventry? Yes, we are driving to Coventry. All three of us have got our tickets, so we've gone, screw it, we'll drive. Why not? Complete commitment. I absolutely adore that. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, me and Mick will be on the post-match on Twitter straight after. The next episode will be Wednesday evening slash Thursday morning, depending on when you, when you listen, um, for one reason or another. Um, so, come on. Come on. Nicholas Skidmore says 1-0 to Coventry. And Andy Wingle goes even more negative than me. 3 0 to Coventry, he thinks. Not the most negative on here. I will take that. <laughs> any any final points we want to cover before we uh, consign this episode to history? Yeah, not from me. Oh, well, let's, let's, let's get it in, Bin, mate. Come on. Get it in the bin. 4 <laughs> 2 defeat at home. Bin it. Move on. Bin it. Thank you, everybody, who has been involved tonight. We appreciate it. If you haven't already, please subscribe on YouTube, uh, to, on the YouTube channel. That, uh, the, the instant reaction is up. Danny, will the vlog up Monday, do you reckon? Or are you um, no, the, the vlog's not going up. It'll upset me too much. And the worst thing is I miss Kelly's goal as well. So the whole point of the video is now out the window. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, unfortunate. <laughs> Again, it's consigned to history. We don't have to worry about that anymore. But, um, no, I might do a vlog for Coventry because um, the two lasses who are joining us Tuesday night, we're going to do a Top Gear race. Can we get back from Coventry before they get from Sheffield to Tassel? I like that. Big fan of that. Yeah. Like um, if you're listening audioly, please subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get that from. Um, Danny, thank you for uh, being here and I hope the storm passes without incident. Yeah, me too. It's a- Allowed outside, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> well, uh, Mick, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're very welcome. See you all Wednesday evening. Bye. Bye. Ambitious, brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly! Rotherham United's pathway back to the championship is opening up! Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.